Welcome to this week's Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Mike Lucibella. I had a chance recently to talk to Andrea Gez, an astrophysics professor at UCLA who specializes in black holes. She's been using some of the world's most powerful telescopes to peer into the chaotic heart of our Milky Way galaxy and unlock some of the secrets of the colossal black hole that lurks there. I study the center of the galaxy, uh, and uh, my particular expertise is in using really high-resolution imaging techniques to get the highest resolution uh, possible to both discover uh, the existence of a supermassive black hole there and to study why supermassive black holes are important. Astrophysicists have long theorized that a colossal black hole resides in the center of our Milky Way galaxy, but the tricky part is seeing it. As you might expect, a black hole is exactly that, black. It's an object in space whose gravitational pull is so strong that not even light can escape. This means that a black hole can't shine, so you aren't able to actually see it directly. Instead, Gez looks at what's going on nearby, the idea being that if you can't see the black hole itself, you can see its gravitational effects on nearby stars. However, even seeing these stars at the center of the galaxy is no simple task. The Earth's atmosphere distorts our view of astronomical sources. It's very much like looking at a uh, pebble at the bottom of a moving river. You have a very distorted view. So if you want to have a good view, you need to figure out how to make that river stay put. Uh, And that's what we're doing with adaptive optics. Currents of air at different densities are always swirling around in the atmosphere. But there are ways to track and correct for these currents. We use a laser just to create an artificial star wherever you want in the sky. um, And you analyze that light to tell you how the atmosphere distorts your image of astronomical sources. And you use that to um, reconfigure... Um, a mirror to undo the distorting effects of the Earth's atmosphere. It's sort of like the atmosphere um, introducing a circus funhouse mirror that changes every few uh, uh, tenths of a second uh, and introducing a uh, conjugate uh, funhouse mirror uh, that is also uh, changing very quickly. Once the atmospheric interference was filtered out, Gez and her team pointed their powerful telescopes at the chaotic heart of our galaxy. Gez describes how the center of the galaxy compares to life out here on the arms. It would be um, like going from the suburbs to the downtown of a very busy city. Um, Things would um, be much more violent um, in the sense that you have strong magnetic fields, you'd see stars whizzing by, Um, it would be an exciting place. We were able to tell that there was a black hole there by um, being able to first see the stars at the center of the galaxy and then over time watch how they moved. And by watching how they orbit, just like planets orbiting the sun, you can uh, measure its mass and tell how confined that mass is. So the orbits of stars tells you um, that there's a black hole even though you can't see it directly. What is a black hole exactly? And what do scientists really mean when they say things like, A black hole is a region of space where the pull of gravity is so intense that nothing can escape it, not even light. Think about a rocket here on Earth. In order to completely overcome the pull of Earth's gravity, a rocket would have to travel at 11 kilometers a second. Otherwise, it would fall back to Earth. This speed it has to travel is called its escape velocity. If the Earth were denser, as in it had more mass in the same volume, a rocket would have to travel even faster to escape. If the whole Earth were compacted into the size of a gumball, that rocket would have to travel faster than the speed of light to escape, which general relativity says is impossible. Gez specializes in black holes that are big, really, really, really big. So what we found, or what we've been able to do, is to watch how stars at the center of the galaxy move. And by watching them orbit, uh, we are able to prove that there's a tremendous amount of mass inside a very small volume. In fact, the volume is so small that the only object that it could be is a supermassive black hole. 
this is the most definitive evidence we have that uh, black holes uh, that have masses on the order of a million times the mass of the sun um, exist in the universe. These big black holes, the million to a billion times the mass of the sun black holes that are found at the center of galaxies, these were not predicted by theory. Um, so they were found observationally, and now our job is to understand how these things formed. That's one of the exciting things about these gigantic black holes. Physicists aren't sure how they were created. Most ordinary black holes are leftovers from old, dying stars that are about three times the mass of our sun. In these dying stars, the thermonuclear reactions that kept it expanded out have given up, and its mass has collapsed in on itself, creating these celestial bottomless pits. But the black holes at the center of galaxies are just too big for that. The mass of the black hole at the center of our galaxy is four million times the mass of the sun. Today, you can't form a star, at least we don't think you can form a star that's more than 100 times the mass of the sun. So what we're saying is that early on in our the life of the universe, it was possible to form objects that were much more massive that could collapse to these much more massive, supermassive black holes. The mysteries continued to come as Gez and her team looked more carefully at the stars themselves. You know, one of the most exciting things about this pro program is not the not only the questions that we set out to to ask, but the things that we found that we didn't expect. So two, there's two two predictions that you can make about the stars at the center of the galaxy. One is that you don't expect to see young stars there because near a black hole, um, the region should be incredibly hostile to star formation, so you shouldn't see baby stars. And um, and the second prediction that you can make is that. Old stars, stars that have been around for a long time, been brought in from other places, should be centrally concentrated by the black holes. The prediction is no young stars, lots of um, old stars. And yet what we see is lots of young stars and very few old stars. It's the exact opposite. Um, and that's, that's, the, that's the fun of research. Gez is continuing to work on ways to take more precise measurements of these stars' orbits. She's looking for clues about the mysterious dark matter encoded in the movements of the stars. General relativity and dark matter should both make these orbits presets. So in other words, they have uh, an ellipse, but the, the orientation of that ellipse should um, uh, rotate on the sky, very much like a spirograph. Um, and um, general relativity should make the uh, orbit precess in one direction, and dark matter should make the orbits precess in a different direction. Astrophysics or astronomy is just uh, trying to understand the physical processes that happen in, in the universe. Uh, so they're intimately connected. Uh, you need to understand all of physics to understand astrophysical phenomena because, in fact, you find much more extreme environments um, in space than you can recreate here on Earth. That's all for this week's Physics Buzz podcast. You can find more of our podcasts at www.physicscentral.com. Thanks for listening.